0: hallelujah thank you Jesus father God I come before the throne father to say thank you for this opportunity to speak to these your precious people father God I bind every spirit that's not of you father I bind Satan and all his forces I render them helpless and inoperative in this service Father God, speak to your people. Speak through my lips. Speak through my vocal cords. God, give them ears to hear what the Spirit says. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, and I give you praise, honor, and all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. That, that, that song, it, it, it goes with what we're talking about. I like that. You come in broken hearted. But you're gonna leave Mendy. Glory to God. And, and tonight we're talking about from devastation to restoration. And and you know, it's been on my heart what Pastor was preaching um, about God. He said, God's desire, God's will is to restore. It's God's desire, it's God's will to restore his people. And you know, they were saying, you came in captive, but but in Deuteronomy, God said he wants to set the captive free. And so tonight, I hope that, I pray that I say something that, that might set someone free tonight. And you know, I I know that we've all had to go through some adversity in our life. You know, we all still go through things. And so, Hopefully tonight I can say something that, that will cause you to leave here set free tonight. Amen? And, and tonight I'm going to be talking about um, time's up, devil. Time's up, devil. God's taking over. See, a lot of times we, we, the devil, he just come and he harass us, he'll bully us, and we just run and, and we just, you know, don't know what to do. But time is up for us taking all of this from the devil. This time, time is up. We have to get fed up with just barely getting by with what the devil is doing. We got to get fed up with it, y'all. You don't have to let the enemy just do anything to you and just take it. Amen? Amen. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about being fed up. Tell the devil... I'm tired of you, devil. I'm tired. Amen. So we're talking about going from devastation to restoration. The Bible tells us that Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus said, but I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And, you know, they're going through, we're going through situations that in the natural it looks like There is no way out. But that's in the natural. That's not in Christ. That's not in the Word. That's not in God. In God, there's always a way out. Don't let the devil tell you it's over because it's never over until God says it's over and God will never say it's over until you win. Amen? God will never say that it's over until you win. You already have the victory. And you know, and, and I might kind of digress away a little bit, but sometimes we have to quit magnifying the devil and, and say what God say about our condition, our circumstance. You know, we, we got, we in life, we have adversity in life, and And we always, well, you know, there's no way out. I I don't know how I'm going to do this. We're magnifying what the devil is saying instead of going to the word of God and finding out in the word what God is saying about our situation. See, we got to get into this word and find out what God is saying. Our God is a God of restoration. Say that our God God. is a God of restoration. Now, how many of you really believe that? All right. Well, if you really believe that, then you need to act on the word of God. Go with me to Deuteronomy um, chapter 30 and verse 2. Deuteronomy 30 and 2. I want to show you something here. Okay. It says, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Then the Lord God will turn thy captivity. Say, God would turn captivity. will turn thy captivity. And have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God has scattered thee. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy father's. So here, God is speaking to the children of Israel and telling them that they would, if they would just return unto him, he would turn their captivity. Now, I want you to listen to me. A lot of times when we get in adversity in our life, we stop coming to church. We stop calling our brothers and sisters. What are we doing? We're running from God. You don't run from God. You run... To God, see, and that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to stop coming to church. He wants you to stop calling your brothers and your sisters that that can pray with you. See, and 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 everybody don't do that. Now, the mature Christians don't do that. It's just those that are immature, those that really haven't gotten rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Amen. And and in, and in John 10, Jesus said that that I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. If it's not abundant life, then God's not behind it. Amen? First thing is to settle in your heart, God's not the problem. Satan tried to convince Job that God was behind it through his wife. She said, why don't you curse God and die? See, a lot of times we got somebody talking to us, telling us what we ought to do instead of us going to the word of God. But here when Job's wife told him, why don't you curse God and die? And not only that, but then you think about it. When Job, when Job went through all of this, and I'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself, man, Job had his friends coming, and, and you know, God, God didn't like what they were doing either, so God said, don't worry about them, I'm going to deal with them. You know, so sometimes we need to keep our friends out of our business, what we're going through. You see what I'm saying? Second Corinthians 10 and 5 says that we are to cast down thoughts and imaginations. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get thoughts that's going to come in your mind. But Paul says, cast those thoughts down. Cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then we ought to cast that thought down. Amen? The Amplified says it this way, and I like the Amplified. It. it says, in as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasoning and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive in the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Notice that God is saying to his people, if you will return unto the Lord thy God and obey his voice, I will turn your captivity. See, just, just God wants us to return to him. Now think about it. We, we quit coming... To church when adversity hit. When we start going through something, we stop coming because we don't want nobody to know that we're going through something. Well, can I tell you something? Because you are a child of God, you going to have some problems. See, if you don't have no problem, then you better check yourself because the enemy may already have you. But because you are a child of God, You're going to have some problems. And I want you to know the devil's time is up. The devil's time is up. God is taking over, y'all. God is getting ready to take over. He is ready to take over. And we have to get fed up with putting up with what the devil is doing to us. You got sickness in your body, you ought to be fed up with it. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Help me, Holy Ghost. You got to get fed up with, with the enemy. You got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when you get tired of being sick and tired, then you'll do something. You get tired of the devil bullying you, knocking you around and telling you what you can't do and telling you what you can't have, keeping you in debt, keeping you and your, your, your wife arguing and fussing and fighting and, and, and everything, your kids running out of control. Get tired of it. And go to the word and see what the word of God say about it. Tell the devil, devil, your time's up here. I'm not taking this no more. That's what we got to do. We got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And in verse 9 right there in in Deuteronomy, it says uh, in Deuteronomy 30 and 9, it says, you know, uh, uh, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy land for, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. So here verse 9, it don't only say he'll only turn our captivity, but he'll restore everything that was taken. He'll make the devil pay back everything that was taken. That, and that's good news. God will make the devil pay back everything that has been taken from you. And I want to say, I know that this is true because the devil has taken so much from me and my family over the last five, six years. And I, when I got this word, I got fed up with the devil harassing me and my family. And I began to get this word. I began to do what the man of God told me to do, say, this is what I've been doing for the last 47 years. This is how I come overcome. And I got this word, and I started acting on this word, and I'm telling you, my life have not been the same. God has turned things around for me and my family. Amen? And I'm telling you, God want to do it for you. God want to turn your captivity. Amen? God wants to turn your captivity and God wants to restore your life. What, what, Jesus said that he come that you might have the abundant life. He wants you to have more than enough. And if you don't have it, you know, you have a right to it. Amen. You have a right to it if you don't have it. Amen. And you ought to be wanting it. I know I want it. We can have whatever God said that we can have. It's in the word. Why? Because God is not a respecter of person. You say, "Well, but I, you know, I don't have this this good job. I don't have God can do it supernaturally. Yes, God can do it supernaturally. Remember when is God would uh, Moses was delivering Egypt out of out of uh, Israel out of Egypt, and then they didn't leave broke. They left supernaturally. They were rich. God said, "Go back and get the silver and the gold. Told the women to go back. That was a supernatural increase." They didn't leave broke. Amen. God don't want you that way neither. God don't want me. And I, I refuse to be broke no more. Now, I, I told my wife, I said, my, my confession is now I would never be broke another day in my life. What, what are your confessions? What are you saying? Come on, y'all. What, what are you saying every day? What are you saying you, that you can have or you ain't got? Or, what, what are you saying every day? Are you speaking life over your situation? Or are you speaking death? What's coming out of your mouth? Are you tired of the devil taking your stuff? Tell him time's up, devil. Time's up, devil. God's taking over. And when God takes over, you're going to increase You will have some things when God take over. Why? Because that's God's nature. That is God's desire to prosper his people. It's God's nature. It's God's desire for you to walk around in health. It's God's nature. It's God's desire for you to be healed, delivered, and set free. That's God's nature. Amen? Glory to God. Well, all you have to do is read the story of Job he didn't just give him what was taken from him, but he gave him twice. You know, God, God didn't just give Job what the enemy took from him. If you go and read Job chapter 1, and you'll you find all of Job's assets in, in chapter 1. The Bible said that Job was, was rich, one of the richest in the east, you know, but then you go and you read chapter 42, it says that God had gave Job back twice everything that the enemy had taken from him. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Shout out over the I feel my helper, y'all. <laughs> glory to God. But, but you know, God, God gives back uh, twice, you know. And, and, but, but there's in the Bible where, where in, in Proverbs it says that you can receive as much as, as, as sevenfold. Amen? You can receive in, in, in uh, Proverbs six thirty one. it says, do not despise a, a, a man if he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if the thief be found, he's to repay you sevenfold, even if it means giving all the substance of his house. Amen. See, some of us in here is entitled to a sevenfold return on what the devil has taken from you. Think about it, what the enemy has taken from you. You got to tell the devil, devil, time's up. I'm tired of you taking from me. I'm tired of you stealing from me. I'm tired of you stealing my joy. You got to talk to him. See, a lot of times we are afraid to talk to the devil. Amen. Brother Baldwin, I know when I was coming up here, was they would tell me, you don't, you don't talk back to the devil. Oh, no, you don't do that. And, and Pastor Justin, I would get scared. I wouldn't do that. But I know now that I have a right and I have the authority to talk to the devil and he has to obey me. I have a right. But I was brought up in religion and they tell me that, oh no, don't don't talk back to the devil. Oh, he'll get you. (laughs) And have me scared. I'm telling, it's funny but it's the truth. I'm telling the truth. Until I got into this word. And the Bible tells me in Proverbs 3 5 it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. To trust in the Lord is to trust in his word. Amen. 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 Decree out of your mouth, Deuteronomy 30 and 9, that God will turn my captivity. Come on. God will turn my captivity. Come on, that was weak. God will turn my captivity. See, if you're going through something and you want God to turn your captivity, you got to say it. God ain't going to do nothing if you don't say nothing. Huh? You got to say something. You get what you say. Huh? Mark 11 says that you shall have whatsoever you say. What are you saying? Huh? What are you saying? Let, let me just kind of review a little bit about what I'm what I'm what I've talked about. Okay, one number one, demonstrating faith God in God's ability to turn your captivity. How do I do that? By decreeing it out of your mouth. What are you saying? Right now, you ought to be saying, "God will turn my captivity." I don't care what you're going through. Sickness in your body, God will turn my captivity. You having financial lack, God will turn my captivity. You gotta say it. Decree it. I don't care what it looked like. They tell you, well, there ain't no way you can do it. No. God will turn my captivity. You know, I I looked at my life and how, how the enemy come against me and and, 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 and tried to kill me, but, but I'm still here today. And I, I didn't know how, if I was going to be able to work or not. And, uh, I didn't know how we were going to make it or nothing. And my wife and I, we talking about it and everything. I said, God will take care of us. Hallelujah. I said, we're going to trust in God. Amen. We're going to trust in God. God turned my captivity. Huh? God turned my captivity. And I thank God for that. Just like God turned your captivity, God will restore your life. God will restore your life. I don't care what it is, y'all. I don't care if they're saying it's impossible, no way, it can't be done. All things is possible to him that believes. Huh? Amen. Number two. Make your thoughts conform to God's word. Amen. Man, and number three, your words must agree with God's words. Yeah. What you're saying has to agree, agree with God's word. But as long as you keep talking about how bad it is, there's no way, doom and gloom, you're going to get what you say. Yeah, Bottom line, this is what Pastor Nem been teaching us and preaching to us, we got to get a hold to this thing and start decreeing it and start doing what they're telling us to do. They're telling us how they got out of this and, that, and then we can get out of it, so we got to do it. Amen. You can leave here all inspired and excited and happy and, and talking about what happened and all of this, but when you get home, you don't pick up your Bible, you don't confess nothing, you don't say nothing, guess what, you don't get nothing. There you go. Huh? Huh? I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm fed up with the devil. His time is up in my house. God is taking over in my house. I don't know about y'all, but God is taking over in my house. The devil have no longer have a right in my house. And that's what you ought to be saying. Glory to God. Hallelujah. James 4 and 7 says, Submit therefore yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. How do you resist the devil? By speaking the word. What did Jesus do? Huh? In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, what did he do? Satan came and he tempted him, and Jesus said, It is written. See, Jesus said, It is written. When the devil comes and put those thoughts in your mind, you go to the word of God and you say, it is written. Huh? It is written. It is written. That's what we got to do. It is written, Satan. Get thee behind me. See? We got to speak what the word say. Three times Satan went and tempted Jesus. And three times Jesus said, it is written. So that's an example that when Satan comes to me, with, with something, then I got to use the Word of God too. So how do I get, I know what the Word say? I got to spend some time in it. You know, don't let it just sit up under the coffee table and get dusty. But you got to spend time in the Word knowing to know what God have, have, is saying to you. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? If I know I'm going to drive somewhere over 20 minutes, I stick it in the CD. I probably can quote half of the, repeat half of the sermons I done heard, but I'm, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it over and over, getting it down in my spirit. Your spirit, man, have to be fed. See, we, we, can, we can walk around and talk all this junk they talking on TV and what we used to do, but no, we don't need to do that. We need to feed that spirit so that when tests and trials come up against me, now I can stand up against them. You got to have something to help you stand. Having done all the stand, stand. Yes, Amen? Yes, Glory to God. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word is powerful. Huh? And sharper than any two-edged sword. Ephesians tell us, our spiritual weapon is the sword of the spirit, which is, what? The word of God. That, that's our weapon. You know? That's our weapon. We don't need more guns. We need the word of God. Amen. We don't need more guns, but we need the word of God. Amen. Amen. And so uh, let's, let's turn with me, if you would, to Job. Let, let's find out. Let's go to Job. I, I want to show y'all something. You know, we all go through things, but nobody have went through what Job went through. There's 42 chapters in Job. And you would think 42 chapters would be a lifetime of Job. But that, the, the theologians say it's only between nine months and one year. 42 chapters. And, and you look what all Job went through. Go to Job chapter 1. Praise God. Are y'all getting this? All right. It's time up for Satan. He got to go. His time is up. He's not wanted around here no more. Amen. Job chapter 1, and let's, let's read verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Go down to verse number 6, Job 1 and 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came in to present themselves before the Lord, and, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, All that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, let's look at this. Now, the devil, he couldn't touch Job. Look at this now. Satan couldn't. Because he had, he had tried to attempt. He said, no, you got a hedge around him. So that let me know he had already tried, but he couldn't. So Satan couldn't touch Job. And God wouldn't. Huh? God wouldn't. But he told him, he said, you do whatever you want to. Satan, see, And this, this was about him and God now. And so Satan said, okay, I'll I do it. You take, you take that hedge I'm around. I'll make him curse you to your face. Take, take that hedge out my ram. God said, okay, do whatever you want, but don't touch it. And so he did. And you know the story when Job's wife told him, say, you ought to just curse God and die. And Job's friends, they came and they were talking against him and, and all of this. And God told don't you worry about them. I will take care of them. But watch this. And in chapter 42, Job got back on his face. And the Bible say, and Job prayed that, that his friend's captivity be turned, and God turned their captivity. Now watch what happened. And God gave Job twice everything that he had had. Like I told you earlier, if, if you go back and read chapter 1, you'll, you'll read about all of Job's assets. And then you go and read chapter 42, it'll tell you everything that he got after God turned his captivity, which is exactly twice of everything he had. God's, God's way of restoration is not bringing it back to its, its uh, original condition. God, he improves, he increases, he multiplies, and he makes better. That's what God does. Glory to God. See, I'm telling you right now, turn back, return to God. Return to God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but return to God and see God turn your captivity. God wanting to bless you and Satan is all in your ear talking to you, but you got to cast that down. Amen? Now, let's, let's define... Devastation. Let's define what is devastation. We're talking about devastation. What is devastation? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, devastation is is to destroy. It, It means to ruin or to overwhelm or overcharge, overpower. Well, look, when you're devastated, the enemy comes in and he tries to destroy you. He tried, when, when something is destroyed, it cannot be put back together. It, it's, it's, it's gone, it, it, it's no help for it. And that's what the enemy wanna do to our lives, amen? But his time is up. God is taking over, y'all. I said God is taking over. God is wanting to restore your life, amen? God wants to restore your life, but the enemy has come to steal Kill and destroy. He all he want to do is get you out of the way. To ruin it. One of the definitions of devastation is or devastate is to ruin. He want to ruin your life, however he can. I don't care if it's with alcohol, with drugs, with adultery, whatever he want. he want to destroy your life? Huh? That's what he want to do. Want to destroy Amen. He want to overwhelm you. Have you ever seen anybody say, oh, I just can't take it no more. Oh, I just, and they be doing this and, and you're like, what the world is that? You know, but, but that's, that's the enemy. That is the enemy trying to overwhelm you, burden you down with, with, with weights. But you got to cast those cares down, cast them off on God. You got to get rid of that. That's the enemy's job. He want to overpower you overpower you with so much that you can't come back. That's what he want to do. Amen? Let's define restore. W.E. Vine defines restore as to give back, to make amends, and to furnish completely. You see what happened to Job in in chapter 42. God gave him back twice everything he had. That's what God want to do to you. God want to to give you back everything that the enemy has taken from you, but you got to learn how to put a demand on it and call it and ask God, God, give it back to me. God will do it. Amen? And you say, well, I I just can't take this. I, I can't. I can't. I can't take it no more. It's just more than I can bear. I, I, can't, I can't handle this. But, you know, uh, Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he said, there hath no temptation taken you but as is common to man. What does that mean? Ain't no, there is nothing that have not come to you or overtaken you that's not common to man. If it, if it, you're going through something, then somebody has already went through what you're going through. It's not come. It's, I mean, it is come, huh? Somebody done went through it. So that means because they went through it, you can go through it. Huh? But God is faithful and will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. Now, now I want to read that in the Amplifier. Amplifier says it this way: no temptation, boy, like watch this, I like this, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to man, to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. So don't tell me, well, I can't, I can't go through that. The Word say you can. Who you gonna believe? Huh? The Word say that you can. Amen? But along with the temptation he has in the, in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well, so that you will be able to endure without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Oh, glory. God, I thank you I overcame that. Oh, glory to God. God, I got enough to take care of everything I need. Oh, God, I praise you for it. You, I, you overcome with joy. Yes. Come on now. With joy. Amen. Huh? That's what the words say. Don't sit around crying and talking about what you can't do. You can Amen. You have to get fed up with the devil and tell him, devil, get out of here. Your time is up in this house. God is taking over. Yes, get out. You're not wanted here no more. You got to tell him. Amen. Well, if I tell him, he might not leave. No, you got to tell him. You got to talk to him. You got the word of God back in you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Get ready because when God takes over, he's going to shake up some things that men think can't be shaken. Glory to God. He's going to pull down some things that men think can't be pulled down. Y'all look at the way our world going. They saying a lot of things. But don't, 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 don't underestimate God. He, God got some praying people, and prayer changes things. I don't care what it look like, God changes things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I, I, just, I just think about my life, and when I preach, you know, I, I, a lot of times I be preaching to me because I'm preaching out of experience. Some things that happened to me. I know that God had a calling on my life and to preach the gospel, but I was running from God. I I said I didn't want to preach. I, I I I can't do that. I can't stand up in front of people and preach the word. I, I don't want to do that. And and so the the weekend that we had uh, 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 outreach down in Galveston, and 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 I know I wasn't supposed to go. The Lord had. It gave me that, and I just sensed it in my spirit. But I went anyway, and I knew that the enemy was going to try to kill me. I knew it. I knew it. And, And the enemy tried to kill me, and if I hadn't had on that helmet, I probably wouldn't be standing here before you tonight. You know, because why? Because the enemy had already seen what God has in store for me, and he didn't want me to do what God had called me to do, so he was trying to take me out. But God had a plan for me. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? And God turned my captivity. What the enemy meant for bad, God turned around and turned it into good. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And the devil had me down for about eight months, you know. I, I couldn't do anything for about eight months. And, and I, just got, I, I just got fed up. And I, I laid in my bed at, at night and when nobody wasn't there with me and just cried, like a baby, just cried unto God. And I asked God, God, if you raise me up, God, I'll do what you want me to do. And God was there with me at night, in the room, just me and him. I I didn't have the word or nothing, but I would get my phone and I would listen to the word. I I didn't feel like reading. I couldn't really read it because I I was high on the, uh, 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 that, 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 that that what was that stuff they were giving me baby that, that uh, note I, I mean y'all I, I'm talking about I was messed up I was in pain y'all can laugh all you want to I'm talking about I was in pain I had to have something for the pain they, they were giving me all this, these pills and thing, man I mean and all I could do was get my phone and just I, I knew how to go to the, to the uh, Bible and just click it and just let it play it, it talked to me faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God That's all I could do, you know. I I mean, because I was in so much pain. I'm talking about laying in there crying. That's how much pain I was in, you know. And and I'm praying and asking God, and God took me to Psalm 41. And that right there, that's what turned my captivity. God let me know that he was right there with me. And everything turned, and I began to start doing better. Amen. You know, and I'm telling y'all, Some of y'all may be going through something right now, and you've been going through it for quite a while. It's time to tell the devil he's not wanted there no more. It's Time to tell him get out. Time to tell him you got to go. You don't belong in this house no more. You are not wanted in this house no more. You got to leave me and my family alone. You got to get out of my finances. You got to get out of my body. You got to start confessing your healing in your body. You got to start claiming your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Satan, you're not wanted here anymore. Amen. God's taking over. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Satan is going to just keep on harassing you until you he just take you out and, or until you get in, in, in the word of God and you just have... You just start speaking what the Word say. Amen. Satan don't play fair, y'all. Satan do not play fair. And the only way we can whoop him and defeat him, ain't no use talking about if I can get my hands on him, I will do this. You can't do that. The only way you can defeat Satan is in the Word. The only way you got to get this Word and speak what the Word say and you can defeat him. He's already defeated. He's already a defeated foe. You already have the victory over it. You got to co- start confessing it. Amen. Glory to God. Woo, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did I, you know, did this word is, is, is rich. The word of God is rich. Isaiah ten twenty seven says, And it shall come to pass in that day, that this burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. He said that the yoke will be destroyed off of your neck because of the anointing, the Messiah, the anointed one. And when he destroyed the yoke, it can't be put back together. It cannot be put back together. Amen? Amen. The anointing will destroy and not break, but destroy every yoke from off your neck and leave no evidence that there was ever a yoke. That's what the anointing will do. That's what the anointing will do. Glory to God. What is God saying to the adversary? Time's up. Once again, we read what the anointing will do when it comes. Go to Isaiah 61 and verse 1. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me. Who anointed you? The Lord hath anointed you. Because of that anointing that's on you, it destroys yokes. You got to recognize that the anointing of God is on me. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Zion is the church, symbolic of the church. Amen. And to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. Glory to God. What is God announcing? Satan, your time's up. I'm taking over. You've had them bound long enough. That's what God is announcing. God is telling Satan, you've had them bound long enough. God wants you to be set free. Amen? In Psalm 126, notice what happens when God decrees that Satan's time is up. Verse 1 says, When the Lord turned again captivity, the captivity of Zion. He said, When God turned again, again God turned the captivity of Zion. Amen. We were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. They that sow in tears, shall reap in joy. Oh, glory to God. Those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I'm reaping in joy today, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm reaping in joy. I'm thanking God for what he's doing right now in my life. Woo, glory to God. Somebody ought to be reaping for joy right now. God done brought you some from somewhere. You ought to be thanking God for where he brought you from. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Glory to God. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Do we have any just people in here today? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for you, and you, and you, and you. That's who the wealth is laid up for. Glory to God. The amplifier says it this way. says, the wealth of the sinner finds its way eventually into the hands of the righteous for whom it was laid up. (laughs) Glory to God. It, It finds its way into the hands of the righteous for whom it was laid up. They got wealth just laid up waiting for the righteous. And and you know what? You can't have it if you don't know you ain't got it. Huh? You got to know that it's yours, and then you got to go and get it. Huh? You are the righteous. And he said that the wealth is laid up for the righteous. It's yours. Go and speak what the Word say. Huh? Glory Glory to God. I believe God is saying time Up, devil. I'm taking charge of the finances. Eventually has come. Glory to God. Eventually has come. You know why I say that? I heard that prophetic word. 2017. The faithful shall flourish. Huh? The faithful shall flourish. That word flourish means to thrive, to increase. To enlarge, to grow, to be prosperous, to abound, to spread out, to expand, to make steady progress, to be at a high point in one's life like heaven on earth. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. That's what I believe God wants us to have, y'all. Yes, and He wants us to have it now. Yeah. Now, faith. Yeah. Not next week, not next month, not next year, now. Yeah. Huh? God wants to restore your life today. Huh? Satan is wanting to overwhelm you. When you leave here today, recognize, realize what I told you today. You, You no longer have a right to be bound. You are the righteousness of God. Huh? You are the righteousness of God. You don't have a right to be bound. You have a right to prosperity. You have a right to healing. You have a right Come on, y'all. We have a right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel good tonight, y'all. <laughs> I feel good. This word is life. Huh? It say that it's life to those that find it. I found the word of God. See, Satan had me bound one time. Pastor, I was bound by those drugs. I, I mean... You know, he, he, what he do, he'll, he'll get you. Oh, man, come on, man, hit this thing. It ain't going to hurt you, man. One, and then, you know, oh, you start doing it recreational. That one little hit ain't nothing. Then next thing you know, he got you. And now you can't get away from it, huh? That's a trick from the enemy, huh? But I thank God. I thank God for the word. I thank God for the word. I thank God for a praying sister and a praying mama. I do. I thank God for them. And then, you know, when, when, when I got in, into my addiction and I would go into those crack houses and heroin houses and I, I'm sitting up in there and I, and I walk in and, 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 and the dealer, he's looking at me and, and I'm high and he's laughing. He's laughing at me, finna get my money. And I'm like, this, I ain't say it, but I'm like, no, wait a minute, something wrong with this picture I wasn't raised up like this. Wait a minute. something wrong. I was, being, I was being overwhelmed by what I was in. I said, no, I, I, I'm not going to continue doing this. And then I started getting in trouble, y'all. In and out of jail. You have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. They had me in all kinds of stuff. Well, we're going to send you to this place to get you some help. I'm not going now. Y'all might as well send me to prison, whatever you're going to do. I'm not going to these treatment centers. That ain't going to help me. If I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop on my own. Now, don't get me wrong. thank God for all of the chic centers and charters and all of that and the the eight, seven-step program, the eight and the 12 steps and all that, but you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you got to make up in your mind that I'm no longer going to be bound by Satan. Pastor, when I got sick and tired, I was walking down Oak Grove Road. I was high on crack cocaine and heroin, been drinking MD-2020 and Thunderbird. And I, 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 I'm serious. I, and I went home and I walked through the house looking because I was taught men don't cry. Coming up at a boy, that's what my old men told. Boy, you don't cry. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that's the worst thing that you can do is teach a young man not to cry because that's why they're building so many prisons because they're holding all of that on the inside and then they're exploding and then they end up in jail. But I went into the house. I didn't, I walked through. I I don't want nobody to see me crying. And I walked through and and the house was dark and I didn't see nobody. And I went in and I got on my knees and I'm crying out. I'm crying. I'm tired of living like this, right? I wasn't praying like that. I'm crying I, out to the Lord. And my sister walked in. She said, boy, what's wrong with you? And I jumped up and thought, why? I? And I, I couldn't stop crying. I'm still crying. She said, oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. You're just full of that stuff. Go and to go to bed. The next day, I woke up clean and sober. Hallelujah. That was October the 24th, 1989. October this year will be 20, 28 years that I haven't had anything. 28 years. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't knock the, the treatment centers and all of that. I don't knock that. I, I, I mean, that's good for those that had to have it, but I really believe that when you get sick and tired, when you get fed up, when you get fed up with the devil, dominating your life, taking control of your life, you're going to do what you got to do to save your own life. And that's what I did. And I thank God every day for it. I thank God. You look at me now. If, if I don't tell y'all, y'all don't know that I did all this stuff. And my, my, my record, I heard David, I was hearing David saying, Lord, create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. I, I, Blot out all my transgression. I, I heard David saying that. Well, I went to the Lord and I did the same thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for a a faithful God that blotted out all my transgression. Glory to God. I I, I can now, I can do anything. I I don't have to worry about nothing. Pastor, you can pull my my, my background test. You ain't going to find nothing. God done blotted it all out. Glory to God. Tell it. Tell it. I'm going to tell it. Why? Because God is good. Huh? I I hear a lot of people always talking about, well, I can't do this because of that. If you trust God, huh? If you trust God, trust in the Lord with your whole heart and lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways, he shall direct your path. God told me, Pastor, he said every time you tell your testimony, he said it helps you overcome. A little bit more. Yeah. Overcome a little bit more. Amen. You go a little bit higher. Yeah. Every time you tell it, a little bit higher. You may not know it, but it may be somebody in here dealing with drugs right now. Or if you're not dealing with drugs, you may have a family member. Don't give up on them. Yeah. Because if God can do it for one, he can do it again. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I'm not finished, but I'm just going to stop. I'm like, I'm not finished. I'm just stop. But I I thank God for Pastor Justin. Pastor Justin, I'm telling you, is a man after God's own heart. This man, y'all, we have a great pastor. And Pastor, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to stand up here and preach the word of God. Because you didn't have to let me, but apparently you heard from God, and I thank God for that. I thank God because I know I I, 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 I don't take this lightly. Amen. I don't take standing up here lightly. This, this pulpit is a sacred place, and, and I do not take it lightly. I honor right. God, and I thank God for the opportunity to stand before you all. Amen. And I thank God for my pastor, and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to sit down, but pastor, I... I told the pastor, I say, I, I have, God showed me vision. He always messes with me. He said, young man, a dream, dream, old man, dream, vision. <laughs> See, vision, that's what he told me. And anyway, I told him, I said, I saw in a vision. I have, op- I have the open vision. God showed me things before they happened. And he showed me, he said, he have a heart of compassion. And I was in the church. We was in the church, and, and pastor was about, in, in the vision, he was about right here, and he was hugging somebody. And I, didn't, I couldn't make it out in the vision who it was, but he was standing right here hugging the guy. And pastor said, he have a heart of compassion. And so one night we had praise and worship. Girl. And I was sitting back over there. No, I might have been sitting behind where he's at right now, about where Miss uh, Isabel is or somewhere right in there. And I was down and I was just praying in the spirit. And the Lord said, look up. And I looked up, and Pastor was right there, and he was hugging his brother right back home. And that God had showed me that in a vision. And I told him, didn't I tell you that? God had showed me that. And so I'm, I'm telling you, I know we have a great Pastor. Yes, pastor, I love you, and I thank you for everything. God bless you. Did y'all receive something tonight? God bless you.